guess who's back? Second season of A Hot Second with Raven, a single mom's pen size point. Did you guys miss me or what? I have truly missed my baby. I have been so excited as I've been anticipating starting up my podcast again. I took a hiatus. It was much needed because I felt I was just doing too much. That I was overloading myself mentally, spiritually, um, and I just needed to take a break. I didn't want to do too much and just be exhausted. So it was needed. It definitely was needed, but I've missed using this platform. I truly have been. I'm back with more fire. I'm back with more transparency. I'm back with sharing more of my son, which he's part of my brand, part of my story. I didn't really share much of the journey um, as I had expected in my first season. I was just going with the flow of the Holy Spirit of the different podcasts that he gave me. But I'm back and I'm so excited. If you're a new subscriber, thank you for tuning in. If you're one of my subscribers for my first season, thank you for continuing to follow me and thank you for being um, patient with me and waiting for me to start back my podcast. So let's just get into it. This is about my son. This is part of my testimony, um, how my son was conceived, just um, my journey of some revelations that were that was revealed to me and it's titled my son isn't the child i prayed for you know how many women when they have a child they become pregnant they say for this child i prayed you know using the bible scripture but in all honesty i didn't pray for my son mj i didn't pray for god to bless me with a child i didn't expect to have a child when i did and it's so funny to this day an old high school friend of mine, he had came by to my apartment with his son, it was 2014, and he had said, you know, you never know, this time next year, you could be a mom, you could have a child. And I just was like, nope, 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 nope. It's not happening. I don't see it happening because I knew I was out there. I was out there sinning. I was out there having relations with men who weren't my boyfriend. I wasn't married. I was just out there. So the thought of me getting pregnant, no, no, no. And what happened? God has a sense of humor. (laughs) I ended up getting pregnant that following year, exactly. So I didn't pray for my son, MJ, but he was an answer to my prayers. Like I said, I was out there sinning, having sexual relations, sleeping with guys I was in a relationship with. I was trying to fill a void that only God could fill. I didn't know that at the time. It was revealed to me much later. I was trying to find acceptance and worth in man. How many times have you tried to find worth in man or a woman trying to find worth in a job, trying to find a worth in something? Our worth is in God. So many people are trying to fill these voids that only God can fill. We run it from God trying to take on multiple jobs, multiple businesses, multiple things, trying to have more babies, trying to jump in these relationships. We're so busy trying to do all these things when we don't know what we're running from. We're trying to run to something and it's God. God is the one that can fill that void. So I was trying to find acceptance in man. I was trying to find love in the male species because that love wasn't given to me by my birth father. I wanted to be good enough 
I wanted to be wanted. I wanted to be desired or appreciated beyond my physical exterior. I was never good enough to be the woman on their arm, but I was good enough to be their mistress in their bed. (laughs) I was good enough to be their mistress. I lowered my standards. I accepted that. I allowed myself to be their mistress. I allowed myself to be their side chick. I allowed myself to be the other woman. What does that say about me? What does that say about my confidence? What does that say about who God created me to be? I lowered my standards because I felt I wasn't good enough because my natural father, my earthly father, he wasn't around. I was out there bad, self-destructing. Like I said, I didn't really realize it until it was fully revealed to me later down the line. God saved me from myself as I see it, by using my sin as redemption. I tell everyone to this day, when I share my testimony, I truly believe had I not got pregnant when I did and by the person that I did, I don't know if I would be here today. I really don't. Five years later, my son MJ, he just turned five in November. I don't know if I would be here today had I not got pregnant when I did. I would be as lost or more lost than I was back in 2014 and 2015. I think my heart would be stone right now because I was just out there so bad. And a lot of people, if anyone, they didn't know I was out there like that. I truly believe I will be down that same path, just fornicating with anyone guys that I was in relationships with, guys that I was in relationships with, I believe I would be just down that path of self-destruction. And who knows what other things I would have gotten involved with. I wanted to be good enough to be acknowledged and not ignored. I just want to be accepted. How many of you just want to be accepted? You just want to be accepted. You just want to be loved. I wanted to be wanted. All those relationships that I had, those relations I had, they were temporary pleasures. Yes, my physical desires were fulfilled, but only for a moment because my heart was still broken. I still wasn't seen the way I wanted to be seen or by the person I wanted to be seen by. They weren't looking into my heart to see what I had to offer from the inside. Again, I was seen as the quotations, friend with benefits. I was seen as a friend that couldn't be a public friend because then our secret would be too obvious. We could be friends off social media, offline, but no, don't let me put a picture of you and tag you or don't let me tag my face in one of your pictures. I mean, people will automatically assume something else was going on. They wouldn't see it at being friends. So I was a secret friend. I was a secret mistress. I was a mistress at the same time as being a secret friend. My heart and mind was open to the wrong man, but yet still I gave my body to them because I desired to be wanted because my own father didn't want me. I believe I was working in the ER at Children's Hospital. 
And this revelation was dropped into my spirit. I wrote it down January 17, 2015. And this is what I wrote. My biological father didn't want me. He said me and my sister weren't his. Is there any wonder why I always sought after males who themselves didn't really want me? I was trying to get from them what I missed in my relationship with him, attention. I wanted affection. I wanted to be attended to and cared about. In the end, most of my relationships, I always felt I wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough for the man who was responsible in helping create me. How could I possibly be good enough for anyone else? Wow. My biological father didn't want me. He said I wasn't his. So if the man who helped bring me into this world didn't want me, why would any other man want me? Quotations, man. Why would any other male person supposed to be a man why why would they want me my own father didn't want me <clears throat> and it took me 32 years before i got that revelation god is good he allowed me to get that revelation later on in life i thank god for giving me that revelation because i wasted time and efforts trying to get males to see me because my again my own biological father he didn't see me he didn't acknowledge me he came to, to the conclusion that I wasn't his. That goes to show we never know what words will leave an imprint on someone's life until it's revealed to us. I honestly never thought I was missing my father's love because God greatly blessed me with my uncle, my uncle Lee. He raised me as his own. He and my auntie didn't have any children, but he brought me home from the hospital after my mother gave birth to me. He and I were very close. He was my daddy. I treated him on Father's Day. I created Father's Day cards for him. He was my father. He was my uncle, but I seen him as my daddy. He spoiled me. There was a lot that a lot that he taught me. And even though we had our season or two when I was rebelling up against him, but I knew that he loved me. There was no doubt in my mind that he loved me. And this is something else that God revealed to me later on. Whoever came up with the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, lied. They lied. We were lied to as kids with that statement because words do hurt. Words last and they leave an impact. It's harder for us to believe the good things about ourselves than it is the bad. Why is that? A person can tell us all day long, you're beautiful, you're loved, you're caring, you're kind. You're good at this, you're good at that. But let someone say we're bad at something, we're gonna hold on to that thought. We let it manifest. We let it take over our thought. We let it take over our mind, take over our heart. Why is that? We will remember more how our parent didn't show us love and was never there for us, more than we will acknowledge the parent that was there and did give us what we needed. Again, holding on to the bad, holding on to the negative, holding on to what wasn't compared to holding on to what is. I hate this when I hear a parent tell their child they're stupid, they aren't good enough, or you just like your daddy, or you just like your mama, you're not gonna ever be nothing. I hate hearing that. That just breaks my heart. 
especially let a parent tell their child they wish they wasn't born that is hurtful and damaging those are hurtful and damaging words it could be years later down the line way up until a person is into adulthood before we make the connection of our current actions and our lifestyle all of us do what we do for a reason and 99 percent it comes back from our childhood why do we talk like that why do we dress like that why do we act like that why do we have our guards up why do we have trust issues why are we a loner why we rather be alone why we say uh i don't need no new friends I, my circle is small i like to keep it like that why are we the way that we are childhood hurts that we've never dealt with i'm a witness because we never acknowledged it or we, because we buried it so deep we forget about it have you ever buried a secret so deep that you forgot it happened until something triggered it and it was like a bad dream like wow i forgot this happened to me i forgot i did that i forgot they did that because the hurt was so painful that we just wanted to forget about it we buried it so deep that we forgot about it a lot of us are acting and reacting from childhood hurt i was a teenager when i learned that my father didn't believe i was his his absence left a void in my heart and life that i never dealt with i knew my father wasn't in my life it was just something i knew i accepted i went on because i had my uncle and hey, that was that. But my father, he had a new family, he had a new wife and kids, but he never acknowledged me. I didn't exist in his world, and for the longest time, I never knew why. I always wondered that, like, you had this new family, but what about me and my sister? What about us? We never really talked about it. My birth father was non-existent. That was all I knew. It's sad to say, but... I probably count on two, maybe three times I seen him that I remember seeing him. A memory I always share is when I had the chicken pox in elementary, I think second or third grade. I remember being at the hospital and I see my mama talking to someone and I said, who was that? And she said his name and I said, who? And she said, you know, your daddy? I was like, oh, I didn't recognize him. If he was standing in front of me today, I wouldn't recognize him. It would have to take the Holy Spirit revealing to me who he is, but I wouldn't recognize him. I don't have a visual memory of him. God blessed me with my Uncle Lee and other male figures in my life who took on the fatherly role. I realized I didn't give my abandonment to God. I didn't ask God to heal my heart. I didn't ask God to help me understand or give me his peace. I didn't ask God for closure when it came to my birth father. I just, you know, accepted it as it was and just lived on, lived with it, you know, moved on. I didn't think about it like that. I didn't, I didn't go to God to get my healing. I was simply thankful for the fact that someone wanted me and helped raise me as their own. This part right here is very powerful because the root of my issues were ignored up to the point where I thought I was okay. I thought I was okay with my birth father not being in my life until 
the issue started showing up in other areas of my life. How many times have you thought you dealt with something, thought you forgiven someone, thought you let something go until maybe you seen that person, maybe that person was mentioned, or maybe a situation happened that was similar to what you went through and you felt that hurt all over again. It was so fresh, like it just happened. You haven't dealt with it. You haven't fully let it go. You haven't fully given it to God. It's just been laying dormant. It's just been suppressed. So, getting back to <laughs> about my son being conceived. Like I said, I was out there sinning against God and out of control. But God spared me. He used the birth of my son for his glory. What God did for me isn't about me at all. It has nothing to do with me, but it's all about his glory. It's all about his grace, his love, his mercy. Deep down, even though I was out there like that, I didn't like the fact that I was out there like that. Deep down, I didn't want to continue on the path that I was on because deep down, I knew that I was settling and I knew that I was worth more than I was getting, but it was like a drug. I wanted to live in those temporary moments. I wasn't good enough to be the girlfriend, but I was good enough for some kind of physical attention. It wasn't always the attention I wanted or needed, but I ran with it again. I wanted attention. I wanted to be wanted. It wasn't the right attention. It wasn't the right kind of want, but because that was what I wanted, I ran with it. So I didn't pray for God, pray to God to make me a mother. But God knew that the birth of my son will be what caused me to turn my life around. I am no longer ashamed by my past because my past is what made me the Raven J Stone that I am today. I couldn't be the Raven J Stone that I am today had I not been the old Raven J Stone in the past. People can try to use your past against you. People can try to use my past against me but you know what they can try to throw it in my face but it's okay because it reminds me that they're the ones that stuck in the past and I've moved on I've grown I've no longer lived there nor do I have a desire to ever return there I still have struggles I still deal with things I'm not perfect at all I make mistakes by the grace of God I'm still here he's forgiven me and I keep pushing. I keep trying to do better. But my son, I didn't pray for. But he has been the greatest blessing. He has been the greatest blessing for my spirituality, my sanity, my family. He was the blessing that I didn't know that I need. He was the answer to prayer I didn't know that I need needed. So sometimes God would do something that seems so crazy, so out of the so out of the ordinary, so out of oh, somebody said that's not God, because we put God in the box. But you never know what God would do to get you back in right place with him. Sometimes, unfortunately, it could take a loss, a physical loss of someone, loss as in a death. Sometimes it takes that. You don't want to have to lose someone in that way to get back in right relationship with God. Again, sometimes it happens, bigger purpose, whatever. But 
I was out there sinning. I was out there bad. Like I said, no one, maybe people knew if they had discernment, but my close friends and family, they didn't know I was out there like that. <laughs> they know now listening to this podcast, but I was out there bad. I was out there bad. And God didn't um, approve of my sin, but he used it for his glory. He used it to help get me to become that woman that he already destined for me to be before I was even born. So God used the birth of my son for his glory to make me a better person, a better daughter, a better sister, a better friend, a better mother. So even though my son, I didn't pray for him, he was the answer to my prayers. Maybe there's something going on in your life right now. You're not praying for it, but God birthed it anyway. Look at the bigger picture. Look at your life. What are you doing? What are you not doing? Look at the bigger picture. Try to get to the root of your issues. Like I said, I thought I was okay with my birth father not being in my life. I didn't think nothing more to it. I wish he would, but hey. My grandma, auntie, uncle raised me. My mama was there. I didn't think nothing of it. You know, I had, like I said, male figures who took on the fatherly role. But it took years after realizing the pattern that I had with males. I connected it with his absence, with his abandonment, with his neglect. He didn't want me. He didn't think I was his. So, hey, let me go ahead and self-destruct in myself in these situations with male with males who who don't think any more of me than he did oh god wow <laughs> they didn't think any more of me than my father did because otherwise they wouldn't have treated me like that but i allowed them to so i had a part to play as well and as women let me say this we are good at playing the victim could be daddy issues mom issues <clears throat> what have you but We have our part to play too. So yes, the seed was there. The seed was planted by my father not being in my life. And a lot of women will go on and just have a relationship with these men, you know, not get attached, say, I I don't let no male get close to me or whatever. But we allow these males to do these things. So we have a part to play too. So get to the root of the issue. If you don't know what it is, ask God to reveal it to you. Pray about it. Maybe you need to go to therapy. Talk it out. Hey, there's nothing wrong with therapy. You can be saved. Trust God and still go to therapy. But take time to get to the root of the issue. Why are you? Why are you the way that you are? Why do you talk the way you talk? Why do you act the way you act? And I'm talking about things that are negative, things that are bad. Things that you struggle with that you know you shouldn't be doing. You know, try to get to the root of the issue and truly, truly, truly deal with it. Don't sweep it under the rug. Don't do that. Don't allow it to suppress and then something major triggers it and you just, it just messes your whole mind up because that can happen as well. So I just thank God for revealing it to me and sending people my way to reveal other things to me that I didn't know that I hadn't dealt with that I forgot about again, suppressed and didn't even know it. So just try to get 
to the root of the issue and just be okay with talking about the issue. That's another thing. Be okay about talking about the issue. It's okay. No one can condemn you or judge you for what you've done in your past if you're trying to heal from it, if you're trying to learn from it, if you're trying to deal with it. I am so excited to be back. I pray that this first episode of season two has blessed you. I pray that it has encouraged you. I pray more to anything that it pushes you to God, draws you closer to God. If you don't know God, I pray that it opens the door for you to want to get to know him. I pray that it opens the door for you to want to repent of your sins, truly repent of your sins and ask Jesus to come into your life. And ask him to create in you a clean heart, make, make you brand new, and start over day one. If you're listening to this, you're still here. You still have a purpose. I just pray, I just pray that this blessed you. I pray this blessed your heart. I just pray that this encouraged you. Share this podcast. Share this with your family, with your friends. Share it on your social media. Subscribe, follow me. But repent. Give your life to God. Give your life to Jesus and go from there one day at a time. One day at a time, God has you. But just give your heart to him. He knows what's in your heart anyway, whether you want to admit it or not. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're thinking. He knows about the anger. He knows what you're going to do before you do it. He knows the thoughts you're going to have before you have them. So just give us a God. (laughs) In closing, I want to say this. My sister friend, she's such a blessing. She has shared something with me um, regarding her son playing the game. And I loved it so much. I said I was going to use it for my outro, for my podcast. And she said, just receive the help that has already come. Get saved so you can go peacefully about your life. I'm going to say that again. Just receive the help that has already come. What's the help that has already come? Jesus. Get saved so you can go peacefully about your life. And I'm going to add a disclaimer here. You can have peace here on earth, even in chaos, even in craziness, even in uncertainty, because the peace of God surpasses all understanding. So even though things may not be going perfectly, even though things may be crumbling around you, testimonies trials you can still have the peace of God so in closing again just receive the help that has already come get saved so you can go peacefully about your life thank you for tuning in for another episode of a hot second with Raven a single mom's pinch size points God bless and stay safe until next time